This is an AMI podcast. You're listening to the Kitchen Confession podcast with Chef Mary Mamalidi. Whenever I see food, I always try to understand it. Like, wait, why did you put that there? Once you have that kind of chef eyes, like I like to call it, you look at food differently, you know, and food is all about balance, the bitter, the sweet, the sour, the salty. Actually, as well, like, you know, there's so many different ingredients to be used. For me, most of my dishes hold a place in my heart because a lot of these dishes and, and uh, ingredients, I grew up on this stuff. This is the kind of food that inspired me to be a chef. Coming up with these dishes are kind of just like things that I feel like would go well together on the palate, but also staying true to like island food and Jamaican culture. That's Trace Anderson. He's the Food Network Season 10 Top Chef Canada winner. This milestone 10th season has been one of the very best in franchise history, and Trey is here to share that experience with all of us. Hey, Trey, congratulations and welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. I'm a champ. (laughs) I'm so excited because I can't wait to hear all about you. You're the youngest of six siblings. I mean, I'm the baby of the family. What's it like being the baby of the family of six? Uh, It feels good. I mean, you kind of get to see, um, you know, your, your oldest. Um, lead the way for me and, and, and you know, they kind of lead by example and I kind of follow, but, you know, they set the tone on, on like anything like I've, I've done, like playing sports, you know, music, the lifestyle. So being the youngest is, is, is sick. I love it. Young forever, baby boy forever, you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. When did you first become interested in cooking and becoming a chef? I think the first introduction was like kind of like my young young ages was just like kind of seeing food and understanding it at a very young age. It made me like kind of dive more into it and try to understand it a little bit better. As I got older, that's when I kind of started wanting to pursue it more. And then the high school that offered a culinary program, so it just worked out for me, and I kind of studied it throughout and. Here I am, Top Chef Canada. The high school? Your high school offered a culinary program? No, like, yeah, just like hospitality, like just like food and yeah, beverage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so we, we got to cook in a kitchen like every other day or something like that. Oh, I like that. Right? Pretty cool. Was there one person that was the most influential to you? So someone that inspired you to cook, to be a chef? I will say my grandma. You know, she, she, till this day, I tell her all the time, she's a better chef than me. Yeah. <laughs> She's her flavors, her balance. She just understands food from another level. Like anybody's grandma's cooking is like the best. So she really inspired me to to be a chef. Did you ever cook anything with grandma? Honestly, when grandma's cooking, I stay out of the kitchen. (laughs) She's cooking. She doesn't need help. She wouldn't want my help. She would just be like, I'll tell you when dinner is ready. Like, did she ever share any of her recipes with you? Or, Or is, I mean grandmas we know they always leave out an ingredient yeah and a technique too like <laughs> right? you could tell me yeah just add water but it's not just about adding water i know there's something else behind it like i've tried adding water to the dumplings don't tell you how you make it so like you know what i'm saying like yeah she has like the old school techniques from from yard like jamaica so it's different yeah and it's hard to teach that it's hard to pick that up yeah and you know like when you just know the food it, you're like a professional in, in that sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely um, inspired me to start cooking. Okay, so what was the first dish you could remember cooking? Ever? Ever. First dish. 
<laughs> I don't even remember, to be honest. I always say mine was like this easy bake oven. Yeah. And I made like this horrible cake, but my mom still ate it. <laughs> uh, it may sound corny, but it was like kind of like a, I took a frozen dinner um, out the package and then I kind of put it in yeah. a pan with some water. Like, like I was actually cooking the noodles from fresh. And <laughs> I love it. Instead of microwaving it, I just did it in a pan. And like, that was kind of like the first introduction, like kind of professional cooking, I guess. <laughs> I'd like to play games on the podcast. Are you up for a quick game of like this or that? Let's do it. Morning person or night owl? Night owl. Uh, I hate morning sometimes. Really? I okay. mean, but honestly, I've been getting more, like been waking up early, trying to get my routine done. But for me, I've always been a night guy. Mild or spicy? Spicy. Mild. You need a little bit of heat. <laughs> with french fries or with fries do you use ketchup or mayo come on ah that's a hard one <laughs> right um i'm gonna say the mayo you can kind of make it like an aioli like a garlic aioli so that's kind of fire but you can't go wrong with some good ketchup though you know let's try another one pizza or pasta pizza pasta is heavy but pizza is heavy pizza pizza that's a tough one for me yeah. chili or stew Okay, so would you rather give up sugar or give up salt? (laughs) We're getting harder and harder. Uh, Right? I'd rather give up ah, salt. No, I like salt. Salt enhances food. Chocolate dipped donut or cream filled? Chocolate dipped. I don't like cream filled donuts. They're nasty. (laughs) Pickles, dill, or garlic? I don't mind the dill pickle like flavor, really. So do I. Yeah, dill pickles are fire. Okay, chicken or beef? This one's tough. Chicken. Oh, you said that really quick. I thought it was going to be tough for you. You can't fry beef. <laughs> it's not the same. You can fry chicken, though. I mean, you probably could, but you probably end up with like a really bad jerky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, I got to talk about this because, I mean, I am so excited for you. You outcooked 10 incredible chefs, you saw yourself as the underdog in this competition. And as you mentioned, in the finale, you are the first Black Jamaican chef who won Top Chef Canada. What does this mean to you? God damn, that was a mouthful. Right? (laughs) (laughs) No, but um, yeah, this means a lot, man. You know, like, hard work, you know, dedication. You know, people could tell you, or tell me that I'm not ready or whatever it is and 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 I'm not capable or I'm not, you know, take baby steps. Like, no, man, like, I'm going to do me. I'm going to bet on myself. I'm going to drive. I'm going to, you know, showcase what I could do at a high level. I guess some, again, some of the greatest that Canada has to offer. I'm an underdog, but I'm hungry. I'm hungry for this. So, so coming up as a, as a winner... It really took the drive and the heart and the dedication and the soul. I mean, you could see this on my dishes. Like these are like dishes that like I've thought about. You know, they're all intentional dishes. These are not just like random dishes I'm putting together on the fly. Like these dishes kind of make sense in a way in my eyes. So yeah. yeah, it was it was definitely a grind, but uh, I'm like so happy to be part of history and you know pave the way for the youth. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, your final menu was dedicated to your mom. Why was that? My mom plays a big part in my life. You know, she, she's helped me through some of my hardest times. You know what I mean? And she's seen me cry. She's seen me at some of my lowest points in my life. 
she doesn't really go out much often. So for her to see me cook at this level and to come back as a winner on the island, you know. That alone, what an experience that was. Gosh, crazy. How did that feel to be cooking there? Crazy. You're telling me Jamaica's just across the, the sea? Come on. That is amazing. Yeah. Cayman Island, beautiful. Highly recommended. If you're trying to go get a go on a nice vacation, Cayman Island, Ritz Carlton. This is not paid. So <laughs> this is literally yeah, yeah. like, you know, this is really nice. And also just like cooking ingredients at some of the freshest form. You know what I mean? Like Aki's fresh, breadfruit. You know, we're just in the peak of like mango season. The, the, the mangoes were so sweet. The skin was even edible. Okay, I noticed that by watching it, it's just even slicing it. The color of it was just so rich. Yeah, like, oh my God. What did the show teach you? What did you learn from the show? Um, The biggest thing I've learned was like kind of stay true to yourself. You know, I think most times when people come on the show, they don't really know what they want to do and like what kind of food they want to cook. But for me, I I had a clear um, context was to kind of just, cook food that I know um, and, and, and try to elevate it at a high level um, with some of the challenges and stuff like that. So just like kind of, you know, staying true to myself and, and, and remaining uh, and, and remembering who I am as a person and, and as a chef. It's, it's not easy. It's not an easy competition, but it was, it was definitely fun. Definitely learned a lot. It's not easy, but you kept it together. Like what I can only imagine how, stressful those situations can be Mm -hmm. yeah right how did you kind of keep yourself in check and it's like okay i've got this i gotta do this and and this is where i'm going what did you how did you plan for that you know i think it was just i just try to take it challenge by challenge day by day some things are unpredictable in kitchens some things go wrong you know and you just gotta adapt and and pivot because like if you don't then you find yourself at the bottom and going home so I think it was just adapting to certain situations and certain challenges and try to put my best foot forward and do the very best that I can because I was here to win. So that was my whole mindset throughout this whole competition. I'm Mary Mamaliti and you're listening to the Kitchen Confession Podcast. Today I'm talking with Trace Anderson, Food Network's Top Chef Canada Season 10 winner. I always ask this question because I'm always curious. Everyone is so different. What's the biggest challenge that you've faced in your profession as of today? Like, I think for me, being in this industry is like, it's hard. You know, I think being colored is hard. You don't see a lot of executive chefs of my color running a kitchen. You know, you don't see a lot of people color of my color, like kind of having an opportunity. Um, so, you know, over the last 10 years, you know, I've worked in some really cool restaurants. You know, some of Toronto's very best, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah. you know, like that only pushed me to become the chef that I am today. You know, nobody could tell me anything because like, I know what I'm capable of and I know what I love to do and nobody could take that away from me. What do most people misunderstand about being a chef or your work? I think the time, um, you know, sometimes people think like, oh man, you're, you're always working. You're missing all the holidays and missing all the birthdays, you know, but Sometimes you can't take passion away from somebody. And, you know, at the end of the day, we all love what we do. And to be a chef, you have to really love what you do because, you know, it's a lot of work that goes into it. It's a lot of hard work and dedication to be a really good chef and a lot of discipline. So I think people got to understand that it's not easy. It's not a 
overnight project where you can just be the chef and step of the fingers. A lot of training, a lot of trial and error, you know, a lot of heartbreak, a lot of tears, you know, a lot, a lot of hours, a lot of hours, a lot of hours. Like it's not just, okay, I'm a chef today. No, it's, it's, it's really getting through the grind and to become great. As you can see on the show, like, you know, I think, you know, being the underdog and competing against some, some chef owners and executive chefs and, you know, these, these guys have been cooking for, you know, 20 years plus, you know, they, they have the experience. They know what they're doing. For me, I'm only, I'm, I'm still kind of fresh, but I'm becoming more of like a senior now. So, and, you know, I'm trying to, you know, make a name for myself and, and pave the way. What are the three skills that have helped you to become a chef? Um, I'll say, you know, creative, um, personable, and remaining humble at all times. You know, taking feedback is, is key. I mean, you know, it, it was challenging for me at first for a young chef and, you know, like kind of try to take feedback and, but, you know, try not to get angry at myself for, for making these mistakes. But like, it's kind of just yeah. like, you know, feedback is so crucial and, and understanding, you know, and learning from mistakes is so key, you know? So I think those are the three things for sure. And I think you can add to that list perseverance because you've mentioned that no matter what someone says to you, that maybe you're not good enough or maybe you can't do this, that you just overlook that and just keep on doing you, keep on going forward. And that's being pers- persistent yeah. and believing in yourself. Yeah. That's what it is, you know? And I, I think I hope to inspire a lot of yeah, younger cooks or, you know, people of, that think they they want to or they they feel that they want to you know be on a show or be the next top chef, but their position is holding them back. Position positions don't mean anything. You know, I'm a chef to party at Bella. You know, like what does that mean for me? What am I doing? I'm not creating the menu. I'm not you know what I mean, but I'm still pushing the envelope in the palette. You know, creating because the, all those experiences bring you to where you are today. Exactly. Exactly. And and that's what it is. And I mean, now knowing all of what you know today, what advice would you give to your younger self? Mm, that's a good question. I think the advice I would give is just keep pushing. Keep your head down and keep pushing. I mean, I think my younger self was kind of, he thought he knew it all, but you can't know it all within a year. You know, I think it was just kind of, for me, just to keep pushing and keep, keep your head down and, and learn and absorb as much as you possibly can because this industry is constantly changing. Like this industry is so different from when I first started to now. How so? You know, different techniques, different flavors, like the more of like the fermentation thing. Never stop learning. The industry is just like, you know, it's never, it's never going to be the same five years down the line. Yeah. Always keep an open mind. That's it. I like that. Yeah. Keep an open mind for sure. I want to talk about food memories. So we all have them. Mm whether people realize them or not, right? We all have these food memories where you taste something, you smell something, even a sound. For me, a certain sound will trigger a food memory. And they're always happy memories or they're always linked to something that brings me joy. Are there any food memories that you can remember that when you smell something, it just automatically kicks in? Yes. I think waking up and hearing that like sizzle of like fire oil and then getting into the kitchen that my mom was starting to fry a uh, red snapper with some dumplings and some festivals, some ackee, like that's like the best memory for me. It's like just waking up like on a Sunday morning and just like being fed like 
some really good islands. I love that. Yeah. Where do you see yourself in the future? I see myself on top of the game, ahead of the game, having ownership in my own culinary empire is key. I want to have a empire that's kind of worldwide. I want to start here in Toronto, have my own restaurant, have my own space. Um, that's the goal for me, like really pushing the envelopes and being different. Now you're seeing fine dining? Yes. I think, you know, you look at, uh, you know, some of the restaurants here in Toronto, they're very cookie cutter, like copy and paste. Everybody's kind of doing the same thing. You know, it gets kind of boring after a while. When you experience something that's different and unique and and like something you haven't really experienced in Toronto, it's, it, it kind of make, makes you open your eyes a little bit more. You know, having the Michigan guy here in Toronto, I think will, will, will really inspire chefs to, to do greatness here. So I'm excited to see, see what happens next. Definitely want to be chef owner of my own culinary group. Like that's, that's the goal. And I can definitely see that happening for you. <laughs> Thank you so much. From your lips to God's ears. We got it. Let's go. <laughs> okay, we're going to go on to rapid fire. Yeah, let's do it. The games are fun. One thing most people don't know about you. Baby Blue is my favorite color. Name or sing a song that always puts you in a good mood. Started from the bottom, now I'm here. Woo! <laughs> 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 to drink. Champagne poppy. Favorite ingredient to cook with? Plantain. Nice. It's so diverse. Like, you know, it's, it's got a uniqueness to it. Banana family, but it's like sweet and starchy. You use it in a savory yeah. form or a sweet form. So I love it. You have time to yourself, no interruptions. What do you do? I like to like write like different like ideas and recipes and stuff like that with some music playing, some good music. So like some, you know, like sit in a park or something like that. Or most of the time, I'm at home or whatever, and it's like have some music playing, and then I'm just like kind of thinking about like okay, a new dish or something like that. Okay, so what music do you listen to when you are writing these recipes? I like a lot of reggae, but sometimes it depends on my mood, like, you know. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Ooh, go back in time. Or no, teleport. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, teleportation. Go anywhere I want at any given moment. That's it. Nice, that's a good one. (laughs) Right? What is your junk food kryptonite? Ooh, I'm a very big candy eater. I love candy. I like gummies and all that jazz, that sugary stuff. So candy is probably the biggest junk food for me. Now I ask every single guest to share a little kitchen confession with me. Do you have one that you can share? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I'm not really like, I feel like this is like the only thing, the only bad thing that's really happened to me in the kitchen. Um, so normally when you're, you know, straining or draining the fryer, um, you're supposed to turn it off. So I was straining it, but I forgot to turn it off and it caught on fire. <gasps> but like, it was like a no. light fire. It wasn't like, yo, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, call the, now we're call the ambulance, it. firefighters or whatever. <laughs> no, it was like kind of like a light fire where you just do some salt on it and shut it off immediately. But yeah, that was like. And it was done with. Yeah, that was like my younger time. So that was a recent. <laughs> that was like, wow. I wasn't shown properly. Well, for me, I'm like the queen of mixing up certain spices in that because being low vision, like you can definitely mix up if you don't take care of your like separate your salt from your sugar and things like that. If you don't make sure that you're, you know, labeling those properly and 
and making sure to have them in different containers because there's so many little different tricks that we have to do when we're low vision. But I've mixed up the two. (laughs) And someone will taste it and it's like, this tastes kind of different. And I'm like, what do you mean? (laughs) How can it taste different? Oh, it does. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. So it happens. But thank you for sharing that. So if listeners want to reach out, they want to get in touch with you, where can they find you? How can they connect with you? You can find me on Instagram. Follow me. Watch out for some potential uh, pop-ups that are coming in the city, you know, collaborating with, uh, you know, some local chefs and showcasing Caribbean at its highest level. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been so much fun. I'm so excited for you. Congratulations again. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. It's that time. We've reached the end of another show. Did we get your stomach growling? Head over to kitchenconfession.com for more recipes and foodie finds. Plus, you can check out ami.ca forward slash kitchenconfession for all the latest on the podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and review so we can keep bringing you more episodes you'll love. Our producer and editor is Matt Agnew, and I'm your host, Mary Mamalini. Thanks for listening. 